This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You. Through your, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, you make this happen. Hi. It's Maureen. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Have you noticed that the news is a real drag? Why not... <laughs> Choose an alternate reality, such as Truly Devious, the mystery series, which is concluded with the hand on the wall. So you need to start with Truly Devious, but there's three books. Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stare, The Hand on the Wall. I have built an imaginary place for you to go live in and solve crimes. Go there. It's safe. Books. Uh. Dan, are you alive? Uh. Dan? Dan? Uh, yeah. Dan, oh, Hi. No. oh, oh no. Maureen, oh, are no. you? Oh no. Are you are you are you awake? Um kind of. Okay. So we got um Oh my god. Oh. If what? Dan, when you do that Sorry, it, my headphones slipped off, huh? When you do that, it makes Oh no, it's really happening. Stop me! I swear. Oh, I know. Oh no! Don't oh. do that. I'll stop uh. it. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even do anything. Uh, we got to record. Says who? We got to get some oh. app energy up. Got to get some. Okay, <sighs> Dan. Come on, this is not podcasting. <coughs> okay. Uh. Says who? Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson, and we are both... Oh, someone's woken up. Oh, is that Dexy? It's not it's, me, that's for it, sure. It's <sighs> Dexy. She was sound asleep, and then suddenly, you know, all four paws went up in the air, and the stretching happened, and then she found oh. a toy, and now she's, she's awake. Dan, oh. I am on the very, very edge of being asleep. Yeah, well, I literally am. It is 7 a.m. in Los Angeles, California, where I currently reside. And um, it is, what day is it today? I, I am thrown off in multiple ways, Maureen Johnson. So first of all, we are recording on Wednesday instead of Tuesday because uh, my flight got so delayed on Monday night that I didn't get into my hotel room until about 2 in the morning. Um, and I wear a like one of those like Fitbit style watch things, not like a fancy watch, just like the little like LED green LED type things. And um, Dan, is this just a an, like a 1978 calculator tape? Basically, to your it's wrist? like one of those Casio calculator watches. Wow, um, what it's I didn't know that you could have a time with a cosine in it. You know, uh, but anyway, so I. I already knew because we had to record very early uh, because I have a I have a big day of work and I knew when I got in at 2 a.m. that um, I was not going to get much sleep, but that I would get some sleep. And I did that kind of sleep where you're sort of fitful because, you know, you have to wake up soon. And I kept looking at my watch 
uh, to see what time it was. And I kept being like, oh, okay, cool. It's, you know, four in the morning. Great. All right. Okay. So, and then finally it was 6.15, which is what my alarm was set for. And I'm like, why didn't my alarm go off? Uh, it must have been like synced to my headphones and it's playing through my headphones or something. And so I get up, I like, you know, drink water, go to the bathroom, start getting dressed, grab my phone. And I'm like, why does this say 4.15? <laughs> and I realized, oh, my watch never synced to Pacific time. Oh. So I had gotten about 90 minutes of sleep at that point. And then uh, oh, damn. was like, oh, okay, well, I'll go back to sleep for another hour and a half or whatever. And uh, that didn't happen. So I we had to call it yesterday. And uh, so we are doing it now today. I did thankfully sleep last night, but this is the thing that I, uh, when I asked what time it was or what day it was or whatever, I looked at my uh, computer. The other thing that I have going on, Maureen, is I got new glasses okay. right before I left for a trip, which is a real galaxy brain move. Uh, and they are progressive lenses, which means that they change from the top to the bottom on what they focus on. And what mm -hmm. it basically means is that I live my entire life now like I'm drunk. Mm. And I can't really see anything. I spent a lot of money to get the pleasure of not being able to see anything at any time. Cool. Yeah, smart. But anyway, so I actually can't see the clock because I'm also my eyes are blurry because I'm still tired. So I can't actually see the clock on my computer. This is going to be a good but episode. It should be fine. It's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine, Maureen. I don't. It's going to be fine. I don't have those excuses. I, um, I have had, so I have a little bit of a medical condition that every once in a while rears its head and goes, look at me, look at me. I am a dancing fairy child. <laughs> and um, it doesn't really tell me why it's arrived, but it feels all of a sudden it feels like someone's put a needle in your arm and you could feel something kind of suddenly get injected into your system because it's it, oh, that God. you could feel like something coursing through you. And all of a yeah. sudden it'll feel like a lot of things will happen at once. Um, but it, I would say sort of like it's you're being wrapped in boa constrictors, which are slowly squeezing you and then everything kind of shakes and you can't breathe oh, right. God. And, um, you can't see, it's not like it feels like anxiety, but it has more than that. It's a very, it's a whole little, anyway, I was having a bad one last night, um, which was fine because it doesn't hurt me. It just, it's just, but I'm still having one this morning or I'm a hangover. So I'm half asleep. Like my whole body is like, just sleep. Yeah. So the two of us are. We're a good pair. <laughs> we're a couple of professional podcasters here. Look, Dan, the whole point of us is that we're not professional. <laughs> well, mission accomplished. <laughs> Dan, as I was. I am tired. As what? I was walking yesterday and. You know, I can usually I can walk it to a point every once in a while I'll get dizzy and but it's fine. But I felt this thing kind of squeezing, squeezing, squeezing me. And it feels like a lot like anxiety does when it kind of grabs your throat. And yeah, um, but it's not. So I'm like, whatever. It's you know, it's just I'll get home and I'll sit down. And um, and then I, I kind of had a little I allowed myself a couple of sensible thoughts. OK, and couple of these sensible thoughts are but 
but why would I be anxious at a time like this? And then I laughed and laughed and laughed like a goddamn drain, Dan, because I have been watching myself this week because I have I have two books to write and I've been watching what I do. I feel like I've been trying to observe myself as if I'm sitting beside myself with a notepad. Yeah. And I noticed my habitual clicking of Twitter or a news. Like, it's so automatic how my hand just slides there. Like, I don't even see myself doing it. And I'm trying to watch myself do it and really make a, a note that, okay, you've, why are you doing that? Look at when you just did it. And I have that thought where I'm like, this is only me and this only happens because I am weak. And then I'm like, no, 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 it's all of us. And we've all, we're all, we've made this neural pathway that says, click this button. Yeah. Find out what's happening. And it was a pretty newsy day yesterday. So I was watching all of this stuff happen while I was like, like a jellyfish. Um, I will say I've been using as therapy Stardew Valley. Yeah. And I can finally do a little bit of fishing. Hey. I even caught a squid. Whoa. A midnight squid, which apparently does not count when you have to give someone a squid. Yeah, midnight squid is a is a new newly introduced thing that I, I believe has a has a role in in a later part of the new end of the game but what? I, I don't so remember. i should be saving my midnight squid yeah save hang on to your midnight squid for sure oh shit i've been selling my midnight squid. never sell your midnight squid well i mean just hang on to one and then sell the rest if you're if you're so good at fishing that you've got multiple midnight fish maureen johnson Sheesh. i'm not go- i'm not good at fishing i just eat a lot of trout too but um <clears> they <throat> this has been Stardew talk. Oh, now what is the what is she doing? I hear her chewing on something. Yeah, I can I can hear her chewing on something. Really? Let's look. Hold on, let's see here. Oh, good girl. She's chewing on a pro- an appropriate toy. Um, today is her first birthday. Oh my goodness, Dexy. She's one year old today. That is wild. I know my little baby is one. No. Um, she's doing pretty well. She has started some medication, um, just to kind of settle her a little bit, not the full one, but just there's two medications. She started one. So we're very slowly introducing a little bit of medication and Dan, what am I talking about? I am rambling like a loon because my brain is a great flat plane and I, and my thoughts are tumbleweed blowing across them. Um, Dan, I'm just looking. I, I I just keep looking at our notes and trying to even figure out which thing to talk about first. It is probably good that we delay today because, yeah, starting late in the day yesterday, um, a lot of things happened. But everything soft. happened. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start. Uh, so yeah, certainly, if. If people were smart planners, people named Dan were smart planners, they would have delayed to begin with, considering that the New Hampshire primary was held last night. Dan, and uh, it would have been I, funny to come out before that. Yes. Can I ask you a question? You sure can. 
I'm going on vacation slash honeymoon on Saturday. Throw your phone out the airplane window as it goes down the runway. Well, they. All right. Just unroll your window and toss mm -hmm. the phone out. Should I DB Cooper myself into my own vacation? (laughs) (laughs) Just your phone. Okay. Do you think a lot of stuff is going to happen when I'm, because last time I went to this place, because we're going back to a place we've been before. The last time we went, a huge snowstorm, storm, a new snowstorm hit. And we got. (laughs) It's the Swedish chef. Hello. And we got stuck there for four extra days. Wow. Was that last year? No, that was four, oh, a while ago. Five oh. years. I don't think it happened during Says Who. Okay. Oh, wow. It was that long ago. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I feel like I would have said something if it had. I know, maybe. but it's just, it's, it's less about you saying it and more about me remembering it. it. Maybe it was like three years ago. Anyway, we're going back to a place we've been before because we're like, we like that place. We know where all <laughs> the stuff move. is. And um, it's a beautiful beach to swim in if the water's not too rough. And um, I'm just going to read and swim and have a notebook. It's no computer, but a notebook. That sounds great. It is great, Dan. But But you're going to miss a lot. Well, no, Dan, we're not. Because first of all, last time, like I said, we got trapped there for four days, which sounds really fun being trapped on a tropical island. You're like, oh, I can't get out of Antigua to get back to the snowstorm. But here's the thing. After like a day or two, like the first day, you're like, woo, snow day. And then you're like, how are we going to get home? And where are we going to stay? <laughs> those, there are those small considerations. So they found us another room and they have a, what's called like an emergency rate. So we had to move into a different room and they charged us less. Oh, um, wow. But, you Man, know, that's very thoughtful. Yeah, they have a contingency thing where they're like, if there's an emergency, you can stay there for like half price or something like that. Um, but they'll move you to whatever room they have free. And they were great. But every I would spend, I, re- I remember this very vividly walking up and down the beach trying to get a cell signal to call the airline. And oh then you'd God. wait for four hours on the hold with the air. This is like such a first world problem. I'm just saying this is what you I ended up doing because I was like, can we get home? And they're like, there are no seats. It's basically everything had been whited out up and down the eastern seaboard and nobody could get anywhere. So, wow. um, yeah, and I ran out of medication and they were like, oh, we have, oh, a, we, shit. Have, we have a doctor. And I was like, OK. And so they literally called him from the front desk and they handed me the phone and the guy's like what do you want and i was like well (laughs) and i listed my medications he goes okay anything else you want it's like (laughs) nope that'll do i could have asked for anything (laughs) (laughs) and what i asked for was some pretty like you know my normal medication but he was like yeah what else you want sure (laughs) and then the hotel was like Oh, and we'll send a taxi to the pharmacy in town. And I think the whole thing was like $40. Oh, my goodness. And they brought me a bag of medication. It's like, yeah, that was what easy. What could go wrong? I don't know why I'm telling the story, except that I don't like my brain is firing right. So I'm thinking about going on vacation. And when we were away, 
in Greece, um, all I did was like I would have I had the TV on the whole time because that's when the Trump Zelensky stuff broke and the Brexit right. like that. So I was just had a TV on constantly, Dan, because I know how to have a good time. You keep that TV news on and then you no. walk in from the beach and you go back and you say, what's happening? And then you go back to the beach. Dan, what's wrong with us? No, no. So no, go have fun. Bring your microphone. I'll catch you up and you'll, you'll, you'll finish recording next week says who, and you'll just shudder for a little bit and then you'll go back out onto the beach. I feel like I've done a lot of this, Dan, recording from various you have. spaces. <clears throat> I've done a lot of this recording way early in the morning in, in a hotel in Los Angeles. Remember but that morning, time? This is, this is no, all no, no. a way of us avoiding. Oh, no, no, God. no, Dad. I want to remember that time over the summer that you were recording from a hot car where you were sweating and you were parked by a pyramid and the police were trying yeah. to get in your car because they're like, <laughs> there's this creepy shirtless <laughs> guy sweating and talking to himself and staring relentlessly at our pyramid. That one of the two, I think I did two car recordings this summer while we were traveling. Uh, that one was scary in the police side of it. The one that was truly scary to me in the, I think I almost died part of it was the one in, uh, I think we were in Santa Fe. And I was, I remember I was listening back to the edit and I was just, audibly my speech was audibly slurring by the end of it in a way that i think was really not good yeah you were i think perhaps about to go into to heart failure we're scrappy maureen that's the thing about me and you we're scrappy i should point out dan that when i get flares it is a little bit like i'm drunk yeah so i because i get kind of like it's i it's not it's not 100% the time I'm pleasant. Uh, you know, I will, sometimes it is, but I will stagger. I kind of hit, walk into the wall when I'm, and I'm, my vision's a little blurry and I'll just start chatting. And I'll just, like I'm doing now, I'm just like, and remember the time that this happened. So what you're hearing today is a little bit of flare brain where it's just like I'm very pleasantly telling you about some stuff that I remember happening once. Yeah. You've, you've, other than the chatting part, you've described exactly my experience in these glasses. Where mm. I am it's constantly staggering around, missing things as I reach for them. It's a good time. I'm glad I made this. I make good decisions, Maureen. The New Hampshire vote happened. Nope, last Dan, night, that's Maureen. all that happened this week. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in to Says Who. We appreciate having you. Um, our, uh, our theme song was written by Darth. Our logo was made by look, Kid Leo. Maureen Johnson, of the three things on our notes, this is the only one that is not going to leave a mark, I think. So Fine. let's at least pull this Band-Aid off. The New Hampshire vote happened last night, says Huvians. You probably know this. They actually were able to count it this time. So this is... We're a week away from the Iowa caucus, which still has not had its final count finalized. So we're doing better than we were. I, we we, we one held of my favorite, an election and we know who won. One of my favorite moments of this week was when the, the head of the Iowa Democratic Party got up to a podium to uh, make an update. And then as soon as he got to the podium, the sign in front that said Iowa fell off. The <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. So good. <laughs> anyway, Bernie Sanders wins. Uh, but not 
super commandingly. He is uh, Pete Buttigieg continues to hold hold on uh, up and near the top. He he came in second by about one point five percent. There is point one percent that separates them in Iowa still. So they are they're neck and neck. Biden finished way behind uh, in fifth place. Uh, but disappointingly, so did Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Who finished fourth. Both of them, I think, only got single digits of, uh, of, of percentage-wise. And in I fact, think it was Amy, Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, who finished in third place, won more votes than Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren combined. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is where we're at. <laughs> this is where I mean, we're okay. at. It's uh it is certainly pretty unexpected, I would say. Um, you mean the Amy Klobuchar part? I just mean the whole thing. Uh, the Bernie part doesn't surprise me. The Bernie part, no, agree. The Bernie part, everything below Bernie is surprising to me. Yeah, I guess I don't know. When you look at it, maybe it's not that surprise so we had a debate this week on friday night yeah i did not watch that shit did you uh yes i watched some of it oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so that was really a very that was a very guttural reaction yeah it really was i I physically left a I kind of, oh. I, I I hunched inward for a moment there. I don't know if you know this, Dan, but I I'm on a political coping strategy called says who, and so. Oh man, you should probably probably watch something like that. I guess. Yeah. Man, what a mistake to have signed up for something like that. I mean, Amy Klobuchar's number one favorite thing to do is smack the crap out of Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> and um, <laughs> the fact that she is. She she is there to punish that boy. And so the fact that she's right behind him it just it just it checks out in terms of story because if I were Pete Buttigieg, I would run and hide if I saw Amy Klobuchar coming down the hall. <laughs> One of the more fascinating things if you look at like the exit polls. So Pete Buttigieg is 37, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, Bernie is, I believe, seventy-seven. There's forty, forty years spread. Se- between- I thought he's seventy-eight. Yeah, but okay. Like well, it could be. I think. I guess people do have birthdays, so I could very well of the last time I looked into Bernie Sanders' age, he's he's actually celebrated birthday since. But forty years separate the two of them, and their their base of support is exactly inverse proportional of their age. Like if you if you right. look at if you look at exit polls, Bernie is Bernie is winning all of this stuff because he is commanding like the eighteen to thirty uh, vote by over fifty percent. Right, all mm-hmm. every every young person is voting for Bernie. Right, Pete's in Iowa. Pete's like young backing was like one percent. It was more in the twenty percent range. Um here in New Hampshire, but his, it's all kind of fifties and up is mayor Pete's, uh, mayor Pete's base. And it's just a very, like, here is a, 
quite elderly boomer with a massive young base. And here is a barely old enough to qualify to run for president uh, with a massive elderly base. It's, I find it fascinating, Maureen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a there is a giant wave of Bernie Bernie enthusiasm. And there is. um yeah. I mean the 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 dude did spend 4 years kind of building out the the his support base and mm-hmm. we're we're certainly seeing that um in full effect now. And I think the big question is can that base can that support base grow and can it win in the general election versus run the run the table in primaries? I don't know. I don't know. We got we we got more to find out because there are two more two more elections before this month is over, Maureen. Yeah. <laughs> we got S- South Carolina on the 29th, which if you want a sign of just how poorly Joe Biden did in New Hampshire, he delivered his concession speech from South Carolina. <laughs> yes, he left. He left. They fucking streamed him on Skype to his New Hampshire like team. Uh, so that's not good. But it, But before South Carolina, which is, I feel like the primary that everyone talks about is Nevada, which is on the 22nd, which has gotten very little attention. Now suddenly is going to get a lot of attention because, you know, what will, will a, will it have a result that is not Bernie and Pete, you know, jockeying for first and second. Um, but it's, it literally, the last time Nevada was polled was a month ago. So nobody has any idea about anything. If you were guessing right now, Dan, oh, who God. do you think the nominee is going to be? Come on. Oh, be a sport. God. Oh, Dexie is Yeah, ready. I'm with Dexie. I'm with Dexie. Ah, uh, it's early, Maureen. It is really early in the morning for that question. I will tell you, I will tell you this. She wants Maureen. To know. I am in Los Angeles, California right now. And oh, uh, Let me just stop. Hey, Dex. It's danger. There's danger in the Johnson household. Dexie, see, she did not like this question. I didn't either. She heard something in the hall. Yeah, it was your question in the Come hall. On. Come on, Dan. Uh, I will, don't, so don't be, I will tell don't you this. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of I, the question. I am definitely scared of the question. Uh, I am here in Los Angeles, which um, the primary is next month. Uh, they moved the California primary up specifically so that California could play a larger role in this in this process. And Maureen, I went yesterday and got some delicious breakfast tacos, which I will be going back to get once we're done recording uh, today. And then I walked over to the Seventh Street Metro Center to take the train to work, and uh, I passed an enormous Michael Bloomberg storefront. Yeah, and then 
I was waiting for the train uh, last night uh, off the USC campus, and there was a young college student, and she was wearing a Biden t-shirt. And I realized... Weird. And I realized we don't know anything about anything right Mm. now. Right. Because we're going to get maybe the same results in Nevada and South Carolina, in which case... We may know more, but all the reporting I'm reading it says that we won't that, that we won't see Bernie Pete and you know and everyone else in in those. And then we start moving into many states going and big states going, and we don't know anything. Like Bloomberg is polling nationally quite high at this point, and is has put a lot of put a lot of rocks in the California box. I don't think that's an expression, but it is now. Yeah, I mean, the Bloomberg, he's out there like like Jaws. Just. <laughs> we haven't seen much. so much money. We just see the fin, you know, just. Yeah. And then there's, you know, we're going to need a bigger boat um, because... I, I've started to see commercials here for Michael Bloomberg. I've started, you know, like it's, and I heard a really interesting thing last night somewhere. It was probably on some cable news show, but it was just this thing that one of those things that once you hear it, it sticks in your head of people that will just say, you know, we need to get a, rid of Trump and who's the kind of person that, Republicans who don't like Trump are like, look, we'll take that guy. Yeah. He seems like he's not Trump. He's not crazy. He's also a billionaire. He's basically a Republican. He'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is it dawned on me the other day that this year, the Democratic primary is functioning as both the Democratic primary and the Republican primary. Mm hmm. Which isn't sustainable. No. But absolutely, there is a calculus of who's the person that Republicans will support. Which is not the right question to ask in a Democratic primary. But that is, I believe, a big reason that Mayor Pete is that Mayor Pete is doing pretty well, you know, that, um, and that Bloomberg is, is looming in the wings is because he literally was a Republican. Man, we're so lost if that happens. <laughs> I, I say that with a smile, but I'm not smiling. <laughs> oh, Dan. Yeah. Well, we could move on to, a, to more uh, fun conversation. No, they're not fun. Come on. They're not. I tried, I tried, I tried to sell it, Maureen. I tried to, I tried to put a positive spin. Anyway, uh, we're a week out from the impeachment acquittal and Maureen, things are, well, I I was going to say things are out of control and then I realized that they're going pretty much exactly as I would have expected them to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When... When we sat down to record uh, last week, we have been in a in a real run of you and me having uh, travel and 
complications that have thrown has thrown our uh, regular release schedule off a bit. We've been coming out on Thursdays, three weeks in a row now. Uh, anyway, when we recorded last Thursday morning, uh, Donald Trump was getting up to the podium to give his acquittal speech, which I did not watch live. But um, but boy, oh boy, Maureen Johnson. It was 52 minutes long. I did not watch that. It was, I, I went back, I did not watch the whole thing, but the, enough clips circulated that I was like, I need to watch some of this. It was, it was what I would imagine the Mafia Don would give as a speech at his daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing with a mouthful of coffee, so it got very strange. It was just like the first, as one would expect, the first 10 minutes or so was gloating, you know, he called the whole thing bullshit from the from the White House, which of course made a bunch of people be like, oh, the decorum. Um he went on, you know, rants against all the people that, that testified against him and all the people that, um, you know, prosecuted him, all that. But then most of it was him just because they had stuffed the room with with supporters, um, you know, folks from Congress, his defense team, all of that. Most of it was him just being like, hey, Jim Jordan, you piece of shit. Look at you. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember this guy back when he couldn't pee in the pot. But now look at him. Now he's peeing all over the place. Right. Like it was just like that kind of weird, like I'm ribbing you, but I'm complimenting you. And really what I'm doing is sort of a reestablishing that I'm dominant over you while also kind of calling you out as being loyal to me. The weirdest being he gave a good 10 minute long play by play of uh when a snipe do you remember uh when a sniper shot at Steve a, yeah at a congressional softball game mm-hmm. and Steve Scalise got shot um he gave a 10 minute play by play of that softball game and how bad a player Steve Scalise is and then into a you know then a bullet enters his body and rips through his flesh and and then he's like and then it you know i'm at the i'm at the hospital and his wife is there and you know most people's wives they'd be happy if you got shot but she she was really concerned yeah this is the kind those are the kind of jokes that my family members in philadelphia tell that is like yeah that is a hundred percent the wheelhouse of yeah but yeah, it was just that for 52 minutes. It was it was something. And that and that then kicked off the purge, right? So Jennifer Williams, who testified against him, um, not really even against him, actually, but who testified in the um in the house investigation. Uh, she's out at the VP's office. Alexander Vindman and his twin brother, who didn't even testify, uh, are both out at the National Security Council. Um, 
Gordon Sondland, uh, the ambassador to the EU, is now out as ambassador to the EU. Uh, in each case, you know, various people along the chain try to explain that they weren't fired, that they were just transferred, or you know, that sort of bullshit. Dojo gets on Twitter and says, were it not for his crack investigating skills, real Donald Trump might have had a tougher time unearthing who all needed to be fired in thanking uh, Adam Schiff for basically outing the people that are disloyal to Trump. Yeah. Trump yesterday said that the military should take a look at Vindman. And now uh, there is also an attempt among the sort of fever dream, fever swamp right wing uh, to connect Mitt Romney now to Ukrainian energy company Burisma. It's been a week, Maureen, since his acquittal. Yep. Dan, this is a man that was elected after a tape was released of him saying, you just grab them by the pussy, they let you do it. Yeah. And I know we think about that a lot, in general, but I was thinking about that quote a lot this morning about as he, that he isn't wrong about how people have let him do things. Those women didn't yeah. let him do things, but I meant criminal, like in terms of banking, in terms of criminality in general, building violations, uh, just he's been allowed to do things. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And continues so, to be. Yeah, so he's not he's not wrong that he has been allowed to do things and you just do them. You don't have to there's yeah, you don't have to go to a lot of lengths to try to pretend that you're not. No, not at all. There's no part in his entire life's feedback loop that says there is consequence for action. None. But Maureen, it's funny that you mentioned the Access Hollywood tape, because uh, if you remember way back, and nobody can, because it's before the beginning of time, mm-hmm. but to October of 2016, when that, when that tape was, um, was sent anonymously to um, David Farenthold at the Washington Post, it came out within hours of that tape being released, uh, WikiLeaks dropped their cache of DNC emails. Mm-hmm. Right, that that happened simultaneously. Well, uh, yesterday, Roger Stone, who was the go-between between the Trump campaign and WikiLeaks, this is proven in court. Um, he was up for he's he is up for sentencing. He's up for sentencing because last fall he was found guilty on seven counts for obstructing a congressional inquiry, lying to the Mueller investigators under oath, uh, and trying to uh, block testimony of a, of a witness who, who was going to expose him. Um, he's up for sentencing this week. The prosecutors put in um, a recommendation based on government uh, government. Uh, sentencing recommendations of seven to nine years, right? Which, dude, probably fucking owned it, 
right? Or earned mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning, Trump tweets out, this is horrible about Stone's sentencing recommendations. This is a horrible and very unfair situation. The real crimes were on the other side as nothing happens to them. Cannot allow this miscarriage of justice. And then a couple hours later, the Department of Justice announced that they found, quote, the recommendation extreme and excessive and disproportionate to Stone's offenses. Right. And uh, they have now filed a brief with the court uh, making that same case. And this is the fucking wild thing. In that brief, the Department of Justice, the actual American fucking Department of Justice is arguing that federal sentencing guidelines are unfair. Sure. This is, they, they make, in the, in the brief, they make, they, they pull a few different court cases, quote from them, and say that federal sentencing guidelines are, are, shouldn't really be followed. This is not an argument that the Department of Justice ever makes. Generally not, I would imagine. I would generally. No, there are plenty of, of examples that you can pull out that federal sentencing guidelines are a fucking nightmare, right? Specifically around drug arrests and things like that, mm. right? Uh, the Department of Justice does not file briefs with the court saying, you know what, these are, these are unfair. Um, I would assume that every defense attorney in the United States is currently citing this today as they appeal whatever sentencing their client got. Um, This is all to get Donald Trump's buddy, Roger Stone, out of jail. Right? Like, that is how much they just throw everything out the window. Yeah. Well, Dan, there were some some knock-on effects from that. Yeah. Um, in that... So the prosecutors associated with that case, um, one by one, over the course of something uh, like two hours yesterday, yeah. Pulled out and one flat out resigned. Yeah. They all left the case. In protest. Yeah. So what's been coming up a lot in the news yesterday is reference to something called the Saturday Night Massacre, which um, happened during Watergate. And if, if whenever there's an excuse to do Maureen's Watergate corner, um, I'm happy to do it. Uh, because if any of you, probably a lot of you are not, you know, what, what happened on in the Saturday night massacre. So during the Watergate case, um, in the middle of, so in the summer of 1973, there were these Senate committee hearings about the case. And during these, there was a surprise moment in which Fred Thompson from law and order, not, not at the time he would later join the uh, cast of Law and Order, uh, questioned a man named Alexander Butterfield who worked for the president and asked him casually, you know, were there any recording devices? And then Alexander Butterfield paused for a long, uncomfortable minute or so and said, oh, yeah, place is fucked up, is balls deep in recording devices. 
which surprised everyone because no one thought that was the answer. No one thought <laughs> that place is going to be balls deep in recording devices, but they were not. They did not correctly uh, factor in just how um, obsessed Nixon was with his own image and legacy and the fact that he had been recording himself and his cronies committing, you know, crimes. So um, that was a surprise. And so the battle of Watergate from this point in mid-1973 on became the battle of the tapes. And the, uh, uh, it was the special prosecutor of the case, everybody was like, give me the tapes, give me the tapes. The special prosecutor was like, give me the, give me the fucking tapes. And the, the White House dodged and wove and there were various things offered like edited transcripts of tapes or some tapes or pieces of tapes or a photo, like it's just a photo op looking at the tapes at points. Like just, uh, this is an example of a tape and it mm. built to a head. And on uh, October 30th, 1973, Nixon just had a bad night and was like, that's it had it and he ordered the uh attorney general to fire the special prosecutor and the attorney general was a republican like dude chill like he was there to do do his bidding his name was elliot richardson and um he wouldn't do it and he resigned and so they got the next guy in and he said to the next guy, who I think was William Ruckel's house, he said, Ruckel's house will do it. You get in here. And Ruckel's house said, nope. And he resigned. So they looked around for another guy and then they found Bork. And they said to Bork, you do it. And Bork's like, 10-4, boss. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and, and Archibald Cox was fired. Uh, a a new um, special prosecutor would, would be appointed, named, uh, I was, believe it was Leon Jaworski, uh, who said later that he didn't take the Watergate stuff really seriously until the night of the Saturday Night Massacre. Wow. When he saw what was happening. Um, and that Saturday Night Massacre would really kind of lead to Nixon's downfall. When you saw that over the course, because they kind of thought nobody would care, uh, but people did care. And something like 50,000 telegrams flooded the White House the next day of people wow. um, calling for impeachment. So people cared a lot that all of these prosecutors quit their job. Uh, or the, that the, these attorneys, uh, the attorney general, um, yeah. quit their job in protest. And that the special prosecutor was fired. Um, and that in this case, that would have been like somebody firing Robert Mueller. But in this case, um, people are trying to p prosecute pe people that did crimes for Trump, literally did crimes for Trump. No one's like, did literally. not do crimes. No one's like, did, 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 did crimes. But they're like, yeah. let's not punish him for doing crimes. And this entire team has said, no, we can't. And has has noped out in protest. Um, yeah. So we're definitely seeing the beginning of the certainly the purge, the criming, the the super out in the open criming. It, Trump straight out tweeted out that it was that this was what was going on, and the bar was going to be in charge now of his stuff. So now he's going to get barred just to do whatever he wants. 
yeah. clear his cronies, clean up. Also, it's going to be interesting what cases and who is going to be gone after. Because, you know, Trump has a lot of pending investigations on him. This is not the only oh, yeah. one. This this the Ukraine stuff is certainly not the only thing Trump is being investigated for or accused of, or the Giuliani's being investigated. Uh, there's Michael Flynn in the mix. There's, uh, yeah, we're, we're really seeing it. This is, a, it's not a sign. This is not a, this is one of those lead up signs to win authoritarianism. And, no, no, this is actually what happens. Yeah. This, is, this is not a step or a sign. This is an actual thing where yeah. dictators just simply remove, uh, have, have people that do crimes for them just, it's fine. <laughs> there will be no prosecutions. And in yeah. fact, his enemies will be punished. People that did the right thing and testified will be removed from their jobs and shunned and um, have, as he said about uh, Marie Ivanovich, are going to go through some things. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that it is an extremely short list of people at this point that testified in the House investigations, impeachment investigations, that are still working their job. As Maria yeah. Ivanovich resigned um, fully from the State Department uh, just a week or two ago. Um, Volker is, is I, like, Volker stepped down pretty much right when that started. I think Taylor stepped down. Um, yeah, I think there's almost nobody. Almost nobody. Um, and it also, it's wild. It bears pointing out just how many positions in various very important State Department uh, branches and offices are are unfilled right now. Yeah, like we just yeah. don't have people doing doing some of the jobs that need doing in order to have effective diplomacy and things running. No, no. But says Whovians. Times are fucked up, but then again, they've been fucked up for a while. Oh, they've been fucked up for a very long time. And again, this is one of those things where we go, oh, it has ever been so. It's just very, very, I mean, we're coming, it's, we're coming to some of the natural outcomes of a, of a, of a series of, of, of behavior. Yeah. Trump is not an aberration. It's, it's the natural outcome. Yeah. So. So we got to change, change or die. Yeah. But also, you know, keep, keep working on you too. You know, I mean, you're, you're heading on vacation, Maureen, which is good. This is a good time for a vacation. I would say, you know, um, it's shit. Every, every time I have gone away and, uh, and shut off my phone, I'm always amazed at how I come back and I'm like, oh, I missed like 17 different scandals and outrage cycles and all of that. But everything is pretty much right where it was where I left off. You know, right. like the the bananas will will be there if you need to if you need to put it down for a minute. That's all right. You're going on vacation. I, Maureen Johnson, this Saturday, I'm going to Disneyland. I have earned it. You have earned it. Earned a day. Earned a day at Disneyland. Our pal Akila Hughes and I are meeting up. God damn it. 
she used to be a Disney princess, so I don't know if we get like the special handshake or something. I but bet uh, better, I bet, I bet. But uh, yeah, we're going to Disneyland. I would people if if you can find a thing to do that will bring you a little joy this weekend. This is a good weekend for it. Big yeah. little find a little thing that's you. Dan, and it's do that February. Thing. Dan, it's February. It is February. Yeah. In in November, we're having an election. Yeah. Yeah. What are Marathon. we going to sound like in October? <laughs> it's like the it's like the second or third time you've said something this recording that I just like feel like I got shot in the gut. I think that I, one good thing to do might be everybody <coughs> leave little messages or gifts for yourself to open up in September and October and November. Oh, that's a great idea. Like little notes or just like put a little something in there now that a little surprise for yourself. Like, oh, I, I don't know, a little gift for yourself that you could be like, woohoo, like, look, I, I got myself a Groupon for, I don't know, that <laughs> the touch a lobster con or whatever it is. Like just, Little, little, if you can, little something for yourself just to make sure that you're well taken care of. I love that idea. I love that idea. Or you can do it for another person and you guys can pair up. Oh my God. Like a says who's secret Santa. Right. Like it's. But you, for, for October. For October. And it's just like little mental, like you make a, like a mental health buddy where. You plant, uh, like, you send a bunch of, like, stuff that's, you know, just little surprises. Maybe send, like, someone a letter or, you know, give them a little package that's, like, open this on this day. and Or, you know, just little surprises. So pair up with somebody and be, like, their little surprise buddy to, like, keep them, keep them uh, mentally fit throughout uh, this stressful time. That's a pretty good idea. That is a pretty good be idea. be cool if somebody did it. It would be. It would be. You know what? Says who is made possible by you. Oh, you're trying to back out now. I'm just looking at the clock. Just looking at the clock, Maureen. I'm right. seeing 54 minutes and 20 seconds. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Thank you for your support for real. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. We love you, Darth. We love you, Darth. This is uh, Dexie's first birthday. Happy birthday to Dexie. Oh, happy birthday, Dexie. Happy birthday, Dexie. Yes, good girl. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. At, and you can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook, which is, once again, let me underline what an incredible community exists there at slash groups slash says Whovians. They are doing stuff and supporting each other and posting projects and doing projects together. And it's, it is amazing. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. 
You can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews. For real, reviews are amazing. And please, if you have an opportunity to leave one, do leave one on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can join us next Wednesday, unless it becomes Thursday again, February 19th, for our next episode. Maureen will be live from the tropics. That always goes well. It's And also on the 27th of this month, 27th of February, I'll be in Athens, Georgia in the makeup event from the time I, I was on tour and I, I got the blorfs. And I am um, also going to be rescheduling the Oxford Valley, Pennsylvania event. So neither of the, neither was lost. Neither was That's lost. That's awesome. So Athens, Georgia. Coming for you. Up. Come out. We're going to have some biscuits together. I would love a biscuit right now. Man, they make some good, delicious, flowery, fluffy biscuits in Georgia, Dan. I have not, I have not eaten any breakfast or drunk any coffee yet, Maureen. Dan, you're not living I right. rolled out of bed, threw on my clothes, and just turned on the mic. You didn't even have to throw on your clothes, Dan. Like, no one can see you. Well, I just, I changed out of my sleeping clothes and into my waking clothes because I have to walk out the door when we're done because I got to go to work. Did you change out of your sleep suit and put on your daytime tuxedo? Exactly. So what do you think I am? A commoner? That's right. I know. Trust me, I know. Tucks and tails. From That's my, my day outfit. From my chair in the living room in New York City. Did you, did you pass out? No, I just... Say, supposed to say your name part. Oh, right. From my chair in my living room in New York City, a place where we find both activity and and peace, a place where we are between rivers and close to the sea, and yet we are in bedrock. The strong I am Maureen Johnson. And from my hotel in downtown Los Angeles, California, I am Dan Sinker. Oh, and you better get out there and vote for my man, or I'll kill you. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Oh God! Wow! Yeah, that's a new that's a new campaign for Joe Biden. There, that is a new angle. She is not happy about the results. (laughs) Ah, and we forgot to say, R.I.P. Yang Gang. Yeah, man, candle burned out long before the Yang Gang ever did. (laughs) That's right. Elton John reference for the win. Close out. Yes.